I'm Jess Kleinschmidt. And I'm Rachel Luba. Cheers. I'm surprising you with the wine word because the wine word today is going to be free agency, mama, because maybe I want to get lit. I don't know. So we're back. It's been a little bit of a, I guess, a pause between postseason coverage for me. And obviously you started free agency. We took a little bit of a break. Um, so we appreciate y'all coming back. Also, just a heads up, since it is going to be busy for the next little while, we may not have all video content for you guys. We will have audio for sure. We're just going to be super busy. And believe it or not, putting on makeup and eyelashes is a fucking job. And I don't have time to do that every now and then, and neither does Rachel. Plus, it's easier for the background. I know Rachel's going to be busy. So we will still give you content. Maybe throw some Instagram lives in there. I don't know. That we'll try to go. I'll try to go more on the story on corked up. So if you really miss like my face or Jess's face, we'll give it to you that way. But it is just at least with traveling, I have no idea where I am if I'm on the road or whatever. So audio sometimes is just easier. So we'll do our best with video. But if we can't, yeah, just a forewarning that there might be some audio ones. Yeah, and for the record, I always miss your face, Rachel, so I will, I will be tuning into that. Uh, the World Series has begun, so we're going to try to keep up as much as possible with the game going on. Mine's over here. I have people over now watching the game. Like, it's lit, so we're going. But more importantly, I guess same importantly, before we get to our World Series predictions, I know everybody's curious about that. It's free agency time, Mama. Obviously, Trevor is the biggest name out there in the pool. But we're going to get started. I'm a little curious right now. I mean, free agency doesn't technically start until five days after the World Series. But what's going on in your world right now? Just kind of give me as little or as much information of like a day-to-day in Rachel's life. Oh, um, well, there is a lot of a lot of traveling, um, a lot of a lot of meetings, planning. I have a whole team of people, you know, including analysts. Um, I even have, you know, um, marketing Trevor's marketing agent, and we're all we're all working together. So it's not not just me on this, but um, lots of calls, lots of you know, Zoom meetings, preparing stuff, getting ready, um, talking with you know, Bauer a lot in terms of what to expect. And, you know, he's obviously a really unique free agent in that most, most free agents go silent, right? That's, that's always been kind of the, um, the advice of agents usually is, you know, the second you hit free agency, don't talk and don't give out any information. And the agents really don't either. They very tactfully will give certain writers information to try to, you know, uh, sway or, you know, get some leverage one way or the other, which you're not actually allowed to do, but that's usually kind of what the MO has always been. Um, Trevor is very different in terms of how he wants to approach free agency. And he very much wants to engage, you know, he's a social media person. He wants to engage different fan bases, all sorts of stuff like that. So it's been, it's been fun on that, you know, in that regard. However, I also have to be very careful about what he says so that we don't violate any, you know, rules that the MLB and the MLBPA have in place for free agency and how you're allowed to use the media. Um, so that's kind of been, you know, an interesting, an interesting wrinkle in it a little is having to 
be very careful about what he tweets and monitor that. Um, and then obviously, you know, I've tweeted a little, not really, not that much about free agency, but I have said a few things, which is very different for agents. Um, they usually don't say things. Usually it goes again through to the writers. Um, but I also think, I mean, I'm the most followed agent on social media. So yes, I mom, you is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's my claim to fame. But look, like I did it on purpose. It's so that at the end of the day, like I, I'm not at, I'm not beholden to any writers. Yeah. Like if I need to get something out there, I can say it myself. I have a platform now. So that's yeah. been beneficial, but again, very non-traditional. Right. And so you mentioned like the swaying of the writers. Naturally, my ears perked up. What does that mean? And, and can I, how can I benefit from that? Yeah. So everybody wants to, you know, have any sort of information. So anything that they can write about, um, a lot of times, so you're not supposed to use the media in order to, you know, gain leverage one way or the other. That's kind of a, a rule that's put in place. However, there are plenty of times where, you know, somehow something gets leaked about a certain team that might be interested and it ends up, it's, it's very calculated. And then whoever leaks it is doing it for some sort of advantage usually because yeah. they want, you know, if one team is interested, the other they team- want a shit ton of retweets and favorites. That's all it is. Yeah. So look, like there, there's an advantage for whoever leaks it usually because it's strategic. And then you have the writers want the attention. Again, we've talked about this before in other episodes, but you guys love being the ones to like break news and have inside information. Yeah. Um, so I've had plenty of uh, writers already like reach out to me and, oh, can I be the one who, when he decides- Wait, wait, I, that's like an actual conversation. Are these like big names? Like names that would kind of shock you? Yeah, I, I mean, I won't like- I know, and then you don't have to tell me names, but, yeah. but I'd be like, like you, would you look down your phone and be like, interesting, I didn't think this guy or girl had that in them. Yeah. So for the record, um, I've never asked Rachel for the record. I've never yeah, asked Rachel. I, I will confirm that you have never, never asked me. Yeah. Um, but look, like I think I, we talked about this actually with Brit, I feel like a few weeks ago, but just briefly on text messaging, but I can't tell. And you tell me this, like answer the question is Trevor a nightmare for writers and for the media in his free agency or is he like the greatest thing to happen for you guys because he's not silent like he's not you know like he's giving you stuff but a lot of times it's like kind of pointless stuff and he's right. putting it out himself so he's taking away your guys's like fun of you know getting the race of like getting you to be the first one to break information or whatever so right so yes and no I'm, i don't know if i'm the perfect or the worst person to ask because you know the content that i put out it's not going to be like stuffy stuff like i kind of like this like even the stuff i wrote about with trevor like would he be a good uh match for the giants and the giants insider was like well yeah but like the giants aren't going to make the postseason next year and like so a lot of it all it takes is a rumor Rach, a little bit of a rumor. And even for me last year or the two years ago, when we were in the Bryce Harper sweepstakes, getting him to the Giants, we had so much fun with it. And he was the type of personality to make it interesting. And that's why I liked Trevor. So for me personally, I think he's the best. However, I'm not a stuffy writer who'd be like, well, what does this mean? What does this mean? Like if he just tweets out and he's trolling people, I live, I thrive. That, see, that that's, and that's, I feel like, a, again, it's, 
moving away from the traditional aspect of it and or the traditional kind of take on free agency but I think that there's you have to be able to understand it's going to bother a lot of people because again a lot of it is trolling it's having fun with it it's you know just look like let's give people in the off season, something to talk about. Hopefully we won't have another Astro scandal or something like that. So like, let's make it fun rather than just crickets until whenever he signs or baseless, you know, baseless rumors. So again, I think everyone needs to kind of keep it, keep in mind the just kind of the context of everything. And that a lot of it is, you know, having fun and, you know, engaging people, but it's also a business and this is a very important part in Trevor's career. And so, you know, like we're not jeopardizing that part. But I'm not going to lie. I think it's going to be the most unique free agency, not just because of post pandemic or mid pandemic. And we'll talk about that in a second, but I feel like, because you asked that question, is this going to be the best thing to happen to the writers? I think in a way it will be, but he's also showing that, what he's wanted to do from the beginning is, is show how baseball can be unique and fun and different and him trolling everything is kind of making it fun for me. Like I'm sitting there like what's next, because for me, there's always going to be something to aggregate from or look at, or even analyze. Like, I don't think he'd be a good fit for the A's not because he wouldn't be good, you know, physically, but monetarily, of course not. But like, why the fuck not? If he's going to troll it, I, I want to ride on it. Be like, why wouldn't this be a good fit? And you have to make sure it makes everything go. So I think he would piss off writers losing that lack of control. Like that the writers feel like they might have. So if he brings yeah, that. That's, that's going to be the biggest thing. Yeah. And, I, and I totally agree with you there is the he's taking away your guys's moment kind of right. and your guys's ability to okay, Trevor will never take my moments away let's just say my moments will never be taken your away by Trevor Bauer. love you Trevor it's not gonna happen but yes I I agree because yeah. you'll you'll outsmart him there but and you won't you won't let him do that to you but right. there are plenty that will and they'll yeah. get that that they you know look like I get it that's how it's gonna be um I think I think it should be fun. I think it's also fun that there are plenty of teams for teams to feel like and fan bases to feel like, look, anything's possible. Yeah. And like, let's reach out to him and you never know, like he might respond kind of thing. And let's tell him we want him in our city. There are so many free agents and like during different years where, you know, even Harper, right, is on yeah. is on the market. And I would say a majority of fan bases knew like, at the end of the day, they looked at where they were at. They looked at their market. They looked at the finances and they were like, we have no chance. And so it's just kind of whatever we ignore the, we just ignore him on the market altogether. Yeah. Whereas whether they know, whether it's gonna, it's likely that Bauer ends up in one of any of these cities or not, fan bases kind of feel like, Hey, let's just like reach out to him and tell him we want him. Like, let's have a little fun with it. Yeah. You know, there's a period right now where we He's can the perfect make guy to do that too. Like yeah. it's, if it was like John Carlos Stanton, it'd be like, okay. Like, yeah, but like, but let's, Trevor. I think like fan bases, <laughs> I think fan bases like, 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 give me your pitch. Tell me why your team is the best team and would be a great fit for him. And that's right. fun for fans. So yeah. I, I look, I'm, I'm all for it. It, it freaks people out. I've already gotten a number of people all across the industry reach out to me and are super uncomfortable like they're like oh whoa what are you doing and I even have um and then you know like trolls on 
Twitter that try to act like they know the rules or, you know, oh, because she's talking, she's a bad agent. She doesn't know what she's doing. Like, settle down. Like, I know what I'm doing. When but. were these guys agents or these girls agents? They need to chill. Um, no, I feel like you need to kind of test the waters. And I feel like if anything, you as an agent are showing people like, you're allowed to have a voice. You're allowed to talk. You're allowed to do these things. You're allowed to have a presence on social media. And I think that's what's kind of cool about it all. And even the stuff that I'm trying to put out, it's like, you don't have to be a prim and proper freaking writer. Um, I, I talked about the weird, It's we had an unprecedented season and I talked about this on Bok Talk and it was interesting because we have no idea what this free agency is going to look like because it's the first time post pandemic season it was a weird season we don't know how monetary restrictions are going to be and value and everything like that so overall trevor not included george springer is going to be a free agent liam Hendricks, marcus freaking simeon i think simeon's going to be interesting because he did have a dip in his numbers and i think that's going to help him hopefully come back to the a's but when you think about that from an overall standpoint and we both love liam Hendricks, so the liam Hendricks of the world we think deserve all the money in the world and I looked at some of these arbitration possibilities and they broke it down from like after a 60 game season, comparing that to maybe a 162 game season. What's the overall outlook for this free agency? Because I've handled a lot of free agencies as part of the media, but after this, like, what could that possibly look like? I mean, if we're talking like, our, let's ignore arbitration because that's a whole other right, right. monster to tackle. But free agency is going to be it's going to be a unique one for a variety of reasons. And that one you didn't really hit on that I think though is going to be another kind of like factor that's going to play into it is we have the CBA is up after this year. Yeah. And I really do believe that the way teams act in the open market there is some level of direction that MLB gives teams and there is strategy there in terms of look you saw the first two years it was a really slow market and they weren't you know teams weren't really spending it was a big issue there were grievances filed from the mlbpa etc well let's but let's take one step back just because like i'm kind of an idiot and you know i have to explain things to people cba is the collective bargaining agreement yes give it like the five-year-old version of like what that means the, the collective bargain so it's basically every four years and all the different leagues there that are unionized have a CBA, they collectively bargain and they come to an agreement in terms of all sorts of just rules and kind of regulations as to how, what players, like the rules for what players have to follow to how salaries work, what the minimum, um, what the minimum uh, salary is that you can pay players like everything about this sport it's basically the players rights and so the yes. union who represents the players negotiates just like they have in um you know i know supermarkets like there's the unions for that and there's unions yes. and all sorts of things and they negotiate an agreement as to like what your the players or the employees rights are with the company. And so that's what the whole collective bargaining agreement covers the whole gamut of basically all of the players' rights, restrictions, et cetera. And if they don't agree to it, what happens is either if the players don't agree to it, they can strike. A strike though could really only happen when they had in the, they had the CBA was up in the middle of the season. Mm -hmm. So because the season already began, the players can 
say we're not playing anymore we're not working however after the last strike i believe in 95 which was in the middle of the season uh they changed it so the cba is now negotiated right at the end of the season and then during the off season so basically the only way that there could not be baseball played because there is an agreement is not an agreement is if the owners lock you out because you haven't started the season yet which means players can't technically strike right so basically what would happen is the owners would lock the players out and say look fine you don't come to work like we don't have an agreement and that's what would happen until something there was an agreement that both sides could come to so there's obviously a lot of whenever they renegotiate the CBA every four years, things change and it sh- it shifts kind of power a lot of times in one direction, whether the owners or the players. And there's look like after the last CBA, um, we saw for two years after that, teams weren't really spending anymore and mm-hmm. players were upset about it. There were grievances filed, um, you know. There were teams that were getting payouts uh, from basically the luxury tax. And then they end up, you pay, there's certain teams in smaller markets that get a portion of that money. Um, But they were receiving that money from teams, but they weren't spending for on-field like players to the threshold that they're required to in order to receive extra funds. So there were a lot of issues that went on. Then I believe that when you had this last off season, because it's getting a lot closer to the CBA being up this year, we, this past year, we saw teams spending quicker and which, which kind of allowed the players and the player side to chill a little because every off season, the last two ones before that they were freaking out. Like this is a really big problem. It's something we're going to have to negotiate in, you know, the CBA Now, then all of a sudden they were signing players, spending money. And so, you know, it, it kind of calmed the worries a little for the players. And I think there was a strategic reason to, you know, pick it up a little in the market so that that way you don't go into the CBA with players like really upset and pissed about what's happening. And so what's the vibe now with free agency? Well, so, so that yeah, so I guess to tie this in, I think that's another another factor is we have to think about the fact that the CBA is up. So it's going to be a balancing, There's it's a balancing act with MLB and I don't know what they're going to do, but do you not really restrict the salaries and contracts and the spending on the team side because you don't want to, you know, really fuel this fire with, being pissed off on the player side going into the CBA negotiation next year because then they're going to not want to agree to anything they're going to be really pissed so you have that factor you also have obviously we don't know or you know teams lost money so they don't want to they're probably they're going to argue they don't want to spend um and you also have the reality that may we don't know will there be fans next year next season like yeah we it's like not, it's not even effect, it's like, not official yeah, so, yeah. We, so we don't know so there's there's a whole bunch a whole bunch of issues that you're gonna have to deal with I think the free agent market for players at the upper echelon of the market the elite players the cream of the crop I think teams will spend on those players like George Springer give him all the money I too I, I, truly I think teams will yeah. spend on that I think we're really gonna see you know teams kind of 
not wanting to spend and you know it it might be a lot a lot tougher for the middle class of the market and that that's unfortunate but hopefully A's don't fall there so we're not we're not worried about <laughs> yeah I mean you guys don't really spend regardless but like a that's, lot of those... just like the owners like hearing this to like oh yeah we have another excuse okay <laughs> yeah, it's just the look it's fun you know what's funny though so the, I was thinking about this because so last last postseason you had the you had the or sorry the Astros and the Nationals and I was so excited that the Nationals won because that was the old I believe it was the oldest team in baseball like the average ages it was the players were the oldest out of all oh, their their ages gotcha okay yeah. yes so sorry yeah the players ages and because of this whole issue in the last several years of guys as they get older like basically being 33 or 34 now in baseball is you know like being almost 50 like it was you know several years ago yeah (laughs) so but it's it's changed right and so then now we've seen teams like they the way they view players you know, who are not even that old now, they, they are just like, we're not going to spend money on them. And they're, you know, signing and keeping and playing younger guys. Right. Like, so age 29 to 30 is like scary. You yeah. think it was a, a model, like a woman, a female model, like turning yeah. 29, 30. It's the scariest thing. Yeah. <laughs> so look, like I was really excited for baseball. I thought it was really good to see a team, the old, the team with the oldest, the players, I don't know how to say this. I don't know why I'm struggling here, but the oldest average ages of the players were, okay, I, you get what I'm saying here, but it was I'm catching yeah. your throwing, mama. I don't care about so, anybody else. So was, I, I get it. Okay, so that was great for baseball because it yeah. shows, look, old guys can play too, right? Yeah. So like, let's experienced, experienced. Yeah, ex- experienced. Let's go that with way that. they don't get offended. Oh, sensitive I'm just saying yeah okay so the experienced are still valuable that's what that was the takeaway now this year I was thinking about it and I was like huh we have and then by the way the Astros were one of the youngest teams like homegrown right they have a lot of guys that are still you you know not a ton of free agent contracts you know younger guys then this year you have one of I think the second highest payroll in baseball playing the third lowest payroll in baseball and it'll be an interesting you know to see kind of how it plays out and who wins it's you know look I think the fact that they both got to the world series says something but a part of me almost wants like I want to root for the Dodgers because I want it to be like look spend money you win the like spending money equals win the world series versus don't spend money, be really cheap and really creative, and then win the World Series like the Rays if they win. I wrote an article on it saying the A's can do it if the Rays can. Right, exactly. But so for as an agent and an advocate for players, I would much rather see a team that spends money win. Yeah. And as somebody covers the A's, I'm like, just... You're like, if they can do it, we can. (laughs) I mean, obviously the A's need more starting pitching. That's a whole different you know, thing. Um, so we, I know I mentioned Liam and, and I, I sent you the link and he made the sporting news, all-stars, whatever that is. It's, it doesn't mean shit. Right. But I'm glad this, that sporting news stepped up to the plate and we're like, there needs to be some sort of award for guys because it's not going to happen. So baseball reference this year, they will not have any sort of 
all-star selections. However, they're doing an MLB, apparently, like all-team. Right. Yeah, so is it going to be like like how it was last year with the inaugural thing where it's like the, sec the second half, technically, or... It's basically, I think they're just going to use the full season. They're going to pick an MLB, all all MLB team or whatever. Okay. And it's is that gonna fewer players and it will. Stars, though? No, it, it'll be considered the MLB, like all MLB or whatever they call it team. It's not an all-star. So okay. I, I have, I had conversations with the union about this and multiple players. Um, players didn't really understand why they kind of thought uh, a lot of players I talked to actually thought they were like, Oh, that of course um, they're going to pick an all-star team. And we know we don't, we're not having it, but they're going to pick it. Did something just happen? No, I just, I was just checking. We're fine. Mama. No, the dog. I thought you knew. I yeah, didn't. Are up two to zero. Sorry. I just, I should have, I was going right. to tell you, but All you right. were asked deep in a beautiful free agency conversation. Uh, I know you're doing it. Yeah. 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 Team with the high, one of the highest payrolls, yay, scored. Okay. Um, the So they were upset. They figured, of course, there it doesn't cost any money. Like, you can't argue we can't select an all-star team because of COVID. And even if you want to say that let's not give them any bonuses that they would have for making the all-star team, or even let's prorate those bonuses. Like, that should be fine. You don't even have to pay them. But just giving them the nod is going to be so valuable in the long run for monetarily and just career accolades for Hall of Fame, et cetera. And MLB won't do it smart on MLB on MLB's part because that's that's a lot of money in the arbitration system. Yeah. Um, it's it, it, that's a lot of things. So they're they're smart. I mean they'll argue, you know, it's just an ML or you know an all-star selection, but like they know exactly why they don't want to give that. And to me, it's kind of bullshit because it's not yeah. that hard. You should honor like pick a damn all-star yeah. team. You have I, another I, game. I, I totally agree. Um it's and I'm thinking from like a because it's and this is a weird question. I'm gonna try to phrase it as good as possible. But say for instance, you're in the mid middle of arguing with how much this guy's worth, even though there wasn't an all-star selection technically we're going to use Liam Hendricks, a sub 180 ERA on the season. You would, you would have to say, oh, and that translates into whatever ERA for a 162 season. Would that be an argument at all? Like basically scaling it? Yeah. Like, oh, and what that would translate to into a regular season would mean this. Sure. Like, so there's going to be certain ways that they, they're going to come to an agreement as to how they're going to scale certain things but at the end of the day think about it you know if I'm the team and you make that argument to me I'm gonna say sure that's assuming that he could you know perform at that level for 162 games and we all know that you know maintaining a certain level of performance for that long is a challenge in and of itself so you know yeah you can make that argument but it's not really a fair argument it's right. not, it's not super, super accurate. I won't make that argument with you if we ever have an argument deal. So we're going to start wrapping things up. Um, and I want to know what are your world series predictions? Cause I'm, I think I might have to do a panic pick. So I want you to go first. Why they score again? No, don't look, don't look, don't look at that. No, 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 no. My oh, panic okay. pick is because overall I, I'll, okay. I'll tell you when I, when it's my turn to pick. Um, 
I have the Ray. I picked the Rays. I had, look, my bracket got fucked up in a lot of different ways, but yeah. because I also had like the Reds beating the Braves in the first round. So like, there goes that. But um, I had in the World Series, I had the Dodgers and the Rays. I have the Rays winning the whole thing. I also did not realize that they're not doing, um, that they went back to the format of the three, what is it? Two games off day, three games off day two, which changes things a lot. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize they were going to do that because it's going to give it like the Dodgers. I, I thought the Rays would have an advantage because they, with their starting pitching, their bullpen, I thought the Dodgers would be at a disadvantage without the off days because they can't re reorganize and shift around their starting pitching and reset with an off day if they didn't have an off day. And so you, you only, I don't think they have enough depth in their starting rotation. Yeah, so I yeah. thought the Rays would have a clear advantage if you didn't have okay. off days. So now that I know we have off days um, and we went back to the old format, I think, I think it's going to be close. I, I want the Rays to win just because I think I really like that team. But, but you also hate the Dodgers. So it's like the Giants, the Giants, Giants. Yeah, I have to like, but listen, look, the, the agent in me would like the Dodgers to win because again, how, if you spend money equals World Series, I like that. Right. So I, yeah, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing toward, I'm pulling for the Rays for a multitude of reasons. I do believe they, they have strong starting rotation a very durable starting rotation and, and a good bullpen as well. And the, the top three bullpens, their ERA during the regular season were the Rays, the A's and the Dodgers. So it goes to show you have a strong bullpen and the Dodgers have a really strong defense. They have a really good way of making a lot of balls turn into out. So you see Mookie Betts, don't hit near him. Do not hit near him and you'll be fine. But I really, I'm good. I told you my panic decision, I wrote it because I knew I was going to have to make a panic decision it would be the Rays. And because and that's just like more of a personal thing. I got my first postseason game I got to cover was the A's Rays wild card game to see Blake Snell just being chill and like Tommy Pham and Chris Davis. They're super close and to see them talk. And um, I don't know, it was just a cool situation. So somebody that the A's have a, a, a more solid connection to would be really cool to see. But I love the underdog story. But I also want Clay, Clayton Kershaw to win a ring, to get a ring. I really do. So yeah, that's a that's a tough one for him. It's funny because I always I don't every like postseason. What? I don't hate either team, so that's good. You're not a real like you. Then don't I don't hate the Giants though. as like you you can't have a relationship with the Giants and and I, you know, I, am, I don't hate the Dodgers. I am not dating the Giants. I am that's, not. That's fair. I kind of had a breakup with the Giants too, just because as an agent, like, you know, I, I can't like hate a, you know, team that could very well be somewhere where a client goes. So it's funny because all my child, like, well, even like law school or college friends from SoCal who always hated on me because I was, you know, the, the Giants Bay Area sports were really good the last like, you know, several years Forever. while I was in school. <laughs> Yeah, but the end so like SoCal hates that. And so there was always that rivalry with my friends down there. And now they're all, you know, texting me and 
I like tell them like, look, I don't really hate the Dodgers anymore. And well, how do you handle people that you grew up with than like, cause even me, like they'll see me on TV and be like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked to you since cheerleading. I'm like, bitch, you didn't even talk to me when we were cheerleaders together. And oh, I know you don't like cheerleaders. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Too soon. Um, but at the same time, like you're Trevor Bauer's agent. Like what, what's like the most annoying thing you've heard from somebody you haven't talked to in like maybe a decade? I don't know if I would say like there was one. I, guess, I bet you there's like a Facebook message in there recently that was like, "Hey, how are you? I hear Trevor Bauer is a free agent." Yeah, I look like I get people. I, there's people like talk to my parents that are like, "Can you yeah. get him to go here?" And then I have people that reach out to me that I, it's been several years since I've talked to them that are like, "I need to know like what are the odds that he ends up at this team that I like love." And I'm like, uh, there's a one in 30 chance. They're like, no, no, I'm like, I need better than that. I'm like, you're going to get it. That's my answer. Like, Like, I think it's like one of like 30 teams. I don't know. Yeah. And then he even like threw in the wrench of adding in the NPB teams. Trevor did the other day. So they're really hyped about that. Um, So maybe it's more than one in 30. But um, I look like I just kind of tell them that, I think the amount of times now, because I try to respond to everybody's Instagram comments, which is a pain in the ass. But yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it's something I it's something I I've done because when I first made that account, the public account, uh, like two years ago, um, I was told that to grow it, you know, like you have to have the engagement, and so I respond to everybody's. And like, there's plenty of comments that I don't enjoy responding to, but now the amount of times that I have to respond to, can you get him? Trevor Bauer here to this team I just like right haha we shall see <laughs> there you go Copy paste. Copy paste. <laughs> so maybe they're gonna like catch on that like that's the best you're gonna get from me at the moment and I and I feel like the reason why you want to stay silent and this is me playing devil's advocate for the other agents is like they don't have to answer all these other things. Like, this is where you should go. This is where you should go. And even like, cause we spin things too. Like as the media, like remember I told you, I was like, Hey, Trevor looks good in Kelly green. Cause somebody put him in like a, an, in a Jersey swap and you, all you had to write respond. Tampa got one at least. I, I'm on a delay. What is here? Yeah, that's true. Um, the the ray the rays will not be shut out tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, there he goes. KK. Oh, did you see him with his little baby? It was so cute. Um, I every time. Yeah. Little baby. And, and the reason why, like I said, is like, um, so they don't have to answer those questions. So they're, they don't have to deal with all the, the BS. So that's just me trying to be a friend to you and saying like, don't let it stress you out. Let yeah. me know how I can respond in smart ass ways and do whatever. Um, but yeah, cause that's, that's what I'd say. Like they can spin it. Cause when all you wrote was like, interesting I could have easily written an article and be like Trevor Bauer's oh, agent thinks it's interesting you, that you, you should I, the, the only reason that I responded that to you be to you was because it's you and I knew right. that you were not going to do that but I like I had a writer the other day um talked like reach out to me and I gave him I like I was going to answer his question which like I didn't really want to answer exactly but I and I gave a very like roundabout, like kind of not relevant, but like tangentially relevant answer. Ooh. But I was very careful. Is like multiple 
syllables in your words. Mm, thank you. I, I tried just for you, but I gave, I was like very careful about, I'm used to like, when I respond to a text or something, like I, I like it to like flow nicely and not sound like super abrupt and bitchy. And so I was going to be like, yeah, but this and give my answer. And then I was like, hold on, like knowing what I know about writers, they're going to take that. Yeah. In the yeah. very beginning and be like, Oh, that answered the original question that I never wanted to answer directly and they're gonna write a whole article and I was like all right first of all like I'm not gonna do it that way so I'm just gonna have a very abrupt sounding like you know that like answer response that doesn't flow but you know even if I did do it that way I would screenshot it and if they ever tried to write an article like well this means that mama has a presence on social media yeah so I look like the the giants there's a bunch of like fan accounts even today the giants like posted stuff because I wrote about because everyone's talking about the Dodgers and you know they've been in the last to the World Series like three times in four years and so I tweeted the other day I was like let's not forget that you know the Giants won three rings in you know five years yeah um so that got picked up by a lot of Giants um accounts and they were like it's confirmed like Bauer to the Giants I'm like all right yep that's our <laughs> Like sure. right, it's that in the meme, right? Like nobody, Rachel breathes. Wow, Trevor Bauer to the Giants, <laughs> done deal. But it's fun. Not really, even as like a, a writer, as as some of the as much bullshit as Bryce Harper put me through because the Giants, of course, yeah. were all was, were the bridesmaids. I had fun with a lot of those rumors because literally, I got a source telling me there was no way in hell Bryce would sign with the Phillies. And then, and then he signed with the Phillies. So it just goes to show like, you know what? I'm not going to be right about a lot of things. My sources and how weird the free agency is like shit happens. So you're doing amazing, sweetie. And I think that you deserve a lot more credit. And I love that Trevor's trolling everything and having fun and everything's good, but we will be back next time. Um, and I missed you, Rach, and I missed our little people. It, it was crazy, but you know what? We're working ass women. What are you going to do, you know? Yeah, bummer. But anyways, I, I missed you too. I missed your face, and I missed getting to make an episode for the Corked Up fan because I really do love you guys. <laughs> we I love you all so much, and I've never and I, I've done a lot of Bok Talk episodes, and nobody's like, when's the next episode of Bok Talk coming out? But when Corked Up misses a week, People yeah. know. People know. So we'll see you next time. And thanks for tuning in. And I don't think we drank enough the amount of times we talk about free agency, but that's okay because we'll catch up next time. So cheers and we'll see you next time, fam. Cheers. Cheers.